New Kung Fu Kenny again. This is part two of the J-Rod cash-based interview podcast that was initially a Facebook Live. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to see our beautiful faces, just go to Facebook. I mean, really, it's mostly the back of our heads. Yeah, and you see. <laughs> yeah, it's like and it's all distorted because like we're up in front and we look huge, and Jared, J Rod looks small, just um, <laughs> which is really not the case. We're all about the same size. <laughs> yes. It's so that's perception, right? Yes, that's that's a lesson now. Perception can influence you for the better or worse. Um, but yeah, Jared Aguilar coming at you. Yeah, Tyler Adams right here. Boom, your your fellow co-host when we're here. Uh, grinding away on a lab weekend here in Austin, Texas. Um, and we're just here to talk about part two. If you listened to part one, great. If you didn't, that's okay too. In this part of the Facebook Live interview with Dr. J. Rod, we talk about documentation and cash, B- cash PT, not cash BT, that's something else. Uh, we, we get into the dirt of documentation, talk about his shift in towards going from written to electronic records, and we talk about your goals, sir. Yeah, Dr. yeah. Future he, Dr. Tyler Adams. I try to get out of that quick. You notice, <laughs> yeah. you're, you see, he starts yeah. focusing on me, and we try to make a story out of me, which is great, yeah. but I just could not handle that amount of reality. It got, it got that, real for you. I was like... <laughs> and he sensed it too. He called you out. He did. He did. Um, yeah, and he, he also said, "Yo, I'd hire you too if you didn't want to start your own." Thing. I know, which was all. I mean, that's that's the reality. Yeah. Um, we also learn about his uh, background as a diver. Yeah. Which which is very cool. I really think the 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 biggest quality of part two is towards the end, right there, where you get to really get your input where you ask them you get to fire off your questions right as we wrap things up i think that's really the best part and then if you haven't got to listen to that uh silver wave i don't think it's an analogy but where he explains hey guess what's happening yeah you're not gonna have money through insurance the mathematics are there he i think he does a great job of explaining it to the layman yeah, I think that that whole the mathematics breakdown of, of the future of Medicare reimbursements and how private practice is influenced by that. I think that's at the end of part one. Uh, that's, that's totally okay. Golly. It's okay. I didn't I didn't let you know. It's all right, man. But yeah, it's it's still good content either way. And that's I think you're gonna you're, this episode is picking off right where that left off. That left off. So. Um, Thank you for tuning in, and we mentioned this on the part one intro, but if you want to learn more about Dr. J. Rod's uh, how to start your own cash-based uh, practice, his story of the cash-based life, is his, his whole origin story, his, um, I'm trying to make it sound epic. Oh, it is. It is. It's so <laughs> epic. His, his ebook you can find it at, uh, here's the URL, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash cash duck that's forward slash c a s h d u c k uh you can get the book there if you're interested and if you want to buy it use the coupon code duck legs d u c k l e g s and you get twenty dollars off of that if you get it before uh july 15th when it ends and if you don't feel like chunking up that money that's cool too because he's got a bunch of free content He's got his own podcast, uh, My Cash Based Practice, I believe, and a bunch of other free content that Dr. Jared Carter is putting out there. So, thanks again for tuning in and enjoy. Yes. Have a good day. Have a good, or night. Or night. Or afternoon. Morning.
I want to I want to keep going with like that if somebody's listening to this in twenty in like three thousand five and we're like fight those damn robots. You want that's the robot going thing. I I like that robot. And uh, <laughs> and remember to keep remember to keep fighting those robots. Remember to keep fighting those. And remember, thirty forty two is right around the corner. All right, peace out. So starting your own place, sometimes I feel like you know you're working for a hospital or an organization. Things are, are safe, right? You know, you log onto that computer, documentation, you just follow it straight through. It's sounded like somebody that just had an internship. Yeah, <laughs> man, I tell you what, my hospital internship, I had like one of those, like scroll down, click one of these three options. It's almost like they made it idiot proof, right? Okay. And I still messed it up. <laughs> um, is it? And I feel like there could be a little bit of fear from someone starting off their own thing and the documentation. What does that mean? Am I going to get sued? You know, right. and, and things like that. What what kind of advice do you have for documentation? Just that general fear of stepping away from the safety net okay. of a corporation. Well, um, I guess in terms of you know a cash based practice, you're talking about like documentation in a cash based practice. Yeah, versus... documentation, cash based practice, and just being out on mm -hmm. your own, being sued and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that that I don't know that the the threat of the lawsuit was really something that entered my mind as, as like a big scary thing. Uh, but in terms of documentation and the differences between it and say an insurance based practice, your documentation um, is vastly uh, reduced in this kind of practice because <clears throat> which I know you're excited to hear because you know ultimately your documentation has to. Uh, has to stand up to what is required by your state practice act and what will cover you legally, right? Mm -hmm. If you do, you know, have an issue, what's going to, you know, what's going to make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're documenting um, effectively enough um, and clearly enough and enough that if you get called to court that you, they're not going to be like able to just hammer you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but you don't have to, you don't have to like, you know, do all this extraneous stuff and like five goals and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, dot all your I's and cross all your T's because you're worried about an insurance company kicking it back because you didn't check that box or you didn't fill in that card yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the EMRs, they do a good job of like making sure that you, you have checked all the boxes and filled everything out, but you just, you just don't have to be that detailed. And we, we're looking at EMRs right now. Um, very aggressively, we're going to be switching over uh, from pen and paper. But I mean, I've been pen and paper for the first seven years of this practice, mm -hmm. and we use classic soap notes. You know, SOAP done. <laughs> yep. By the time they're walking out the front door, if it's a follow-up visit, my note's done. Really? Yep. So your note's done when they my get out. My note's done because I'll take you know as I because I do a lot of tests or treat and test, treat and test. Yep. So test, treat, test. So. Every time I do that, I just make a quick note, you know, okay. this mode or this soft tissue thing and what was the result. Mm -hmm. That helps guide me, you know, mm -hmm. guide my treatment. And so really by the end, it's like, you know, a quick assessment of how they responded and how they're doing, you know, continue POC and I might make a note of what I want to add next time, mm -hmm. but it's real fast. And if it's an eval, I mean, usually I have those done in like less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. How is that going to change with the new electronic? You know, there'll be a learning curve, um, but we'll hopefully have one that's set up templated such that after the evaluation, you know, it auto pulls a lot of the information. And then with follow-up visits after the first follow-up, you can 
you have the option of saying like, if you did the same thing, you can kind of X out what you didn't do or add, you know, so hopefully it's, it's still pretty quick, but we're, we're moving in that direction. Not because the documentation on paper, I don't mind. It's, it's the systems that it keeps us from having. Mm -hmm. It's the reporting, you know, that we need to have as we scale, we really need to have like the ability to, to uh, have better reporting also on the financial side, um, and then better communication between, between, between therapists who maybe, you know, aren't in the same location or aren't there that day or whatever, you know, so just, um, I think it'll help, help us streamline processes and set up systems for growth more okay. than anything. It's not really a documentation play. Yeah. And in the book we talk about, we talk about having even in the booth, uh, the booth rent, the booth rentals. Yes. Um, you need to have a file cabinet if you're doing pen and paper. Exactly. To be yeah. HIPAA compliant. <laughs> to be HIPAA compliant. And in, in, in that case, you also like, that's something also to, to consider is if you're in a state where like in Texas where um, where you're a HIPAA you're a HIPAA covered entity even if you're completely cash pay in other states you're not always a HIPAA covered entity I remember you in Texas you are they passed this ridiculous law which they have a habit of doing here huh? that if you literally have any information on any patient at any time like you're a HIPAA covered entity and so um, so in that case, if you're doing a booth rental, you couldn't be renting a room uh, on, an, on a per hour basis that someone else could come in uh, and rent as well if you're going to keep your, your, your files there. Uh, you would have to have the room to itself, completely lockable, you know, and there's probably other factors wow. in there as well. So. There we go again with the yeah. dirt. Yeah, yeah, there's some more dirt. Yeah. This is good. It's a dirt-filled <laughs> It's episode. a dirt-filled episode. Um, <laughs> Where are you going? Because I got, I got. I don't, you go, you go. Okay. Uh, so how's that going to change now with electronic records about your? Uh, In terms of HIPAA compliance. Oh, it's going to make it a lot, a lot easier actually. And, yeah. and like with faxes and stuff, like yeah, yeah. That's another. Our systems are, are right now because of the pen and paper thing. They're they're quite sluggish in some in some areas. And like when we have to send progress notes, you know, we got we have to type it up and then you know from from scratch. We're not like auto pulling from our previous notes and then instead of just hitting the, the fax button to the referring provider which is would be put in you know in an emr when they come in the first time we've got to type it up and then have katie put it in our e-fax which is like an email so she has to make a pdf attach it to the email put the fax number in the thing it yeah. sucks so i'm already bored yeah <laughs> so, so that's that's another part of why i'm, I'm really excited about moving yeah. to an emr i hope we we find one. And most of them would do way more than we need as a cash practice, so we're hoping to, to find a good match for cash practices. Awesome. Yeah. And how are we doing on time? Are you good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to take it there. Let's go. Okay. I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm scared. No. <laughs> All right. You've been what? like diligently. <laughs> Dude, I've got some notes. Prepare. I've been stalling this noodles. entire time. He's got some waves. Yeah, mostly waves and noodles. <laughs> Shout out to Ben Fung. Yeah, I saw Ben Fung on there. Nick, what's up? Ben. Ben's a man. Um, also a surfer too, I believe. Ben, you're a surfer? I think he is. If he's still oh, on. man, we got to talk. Um, yeah, so I want to take it there, man. Let's go. Do you know where you're going come August 2018? <sighs> when they give you that paper and they say, fly, little birdie, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing uh, I feel like a lot of people have is like you have this dream you, or you have like an idea, but then it's evolving. And then it always is like mutating and changing, and then you get scared, and then you're like, I don't, you know, and eventually you just give up. It's almost like a, 
Yeah, it's almost like a. So yeah, that's like, where he's, he's he's moving towards the point that he just gives up. Yeah, you're almost like yeah, you, know, you get like a lot of you know. You have the cloud ideas, right? You yeah, have, and you then, don't want to work like, but you don't want to work in a clinic and as technicians, right? Yeah, I mean, I just you know the 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 biggest thing that I here here. I don't know. We, this isn't about me. I'll get it out. No, real that's quick. about you. So honey. here's what it is: is I um, I think that I've been a personal trainer where in a 24-hour fitness gym where I was surrounded, including myself, and I still don't know anything. I'm learning more, but I didn't know anything. And they're paying people $60 an hour, and I've seen people with completely full schedules getting $60 an hour, get doing completely nothing. No, they're not doing complete. They're doing things to people, but they're not doing anything spectacular. And I've watched people hit $1,000, $1,000, sign up for 10 packs, sign up, and it happens, and it's crazy, and you're like, holy crap. So I believe that people will pay a lot of money, and then on top of that, I think insurance is very much in a box. So I just, I don't want to go to a situation, I believe that people will pay a lot of money, and I'd rather go to a situation where people aren't having to be, I don't have to manipulate things based off of an outside entity judging what I think I should do. Because to be honest with you, I don't know, so you either need to start uh, working in a cash-free practice or just start your own cash-free practice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. That, I mean, it, it really, it really does. It, it really has almost gotten to that point. Yeah, yeah. starting off working there, or, or yeah, exactly. If I knew that you weren't looking to start your own practice, I'd hire you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right now. <laughs> But the, you but, blew it. Yeah. You gotta take me out of those sixty-five year olds. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I don't know. It just it goes to that, and I think so many people are out there doing this. They they have these dreams, and then you just get scared. You don't, it's not even scared. It's just like lack of of quite. The blueprint isn't there, and you just don't do it. You just say whatever. Yeah. Let's. There's a lot of dirt. The the blueprint is there though. You know. Where, where, where is the blueprint? It's there. I know. It's it's definitely there. It's, it's, there. it's in the ebook, right? Yeah, you've got that ebook, and then again, there's other great resources online, or you know, different colleagues and friends of mine that that just you know they put it all out. Ton of, ton of great stuff. So the blueprint is there. Um, in terms of you know the fear, that's just going to be there, man. And especially if you're going to be a business owner. One of the one of the things that you've got to learn to push through is fear, and not ignore. Don't do you know stupid things, or don't you know don't do your due diligence. But you, there's always going to be the fear, and there's always going to be the need to take risk um, if you're going to be your own your own boss. Yeah. And the, you know you just got to learn to push through that. I I feel really fortunate, um, even though I was just like injured the whole time. But just being a, a diver growing up and in college. Every single day I had to do stuff that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I think it really conditioned me well to be able to be like, yeah, this is scary. Like, you know, bringing Ben on and, and he's going to get X amount of salary and bringing on a practice manager and now they're getting X amount more, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, than before. And now it's like, okay, well, for a little while I just need to live in my online business so I can just keep funneling profits back into growth of the business as opposed to paying myself. It's scary, and there, you, you, there will always be those kinds of things, and you just gotta say, you gotta go into it knowing that, and just being willing to push through fear, because um, um, it's always gonna be there. 
So don't worry about it. Just accept it and keep pushing forward. Right. You, you literally were trained in taking dives and leaps into things. That's a perfect uh, yeah, like diving yeah, 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 like like diving in every day. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect training. What? Do you have, let's, I, if you want, I'd like to talk more about that too, because I mean, I can tell <laughs> by your body, by your posture. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to be, a, you don't have to be a poker player to, to tell this. Yeah. You're, you're quite distressed about this. Yeah. So first of all, you have a year, right? Yeah. And you don't have to immediately start your own practice. So don't, like I've, I've been, uh, I've, I've put too much pressure on myself all the time. And I can tell you there are times when it like can really break you down. Trust me. Mm. So don't um, don't feel like you have to have you know a set plan and guns blazing straight out of your graduation ceremony, right? <laughs> you know, have you know have, have a have a plan, you know, that you're willing to. Uh, you know, you're willing to allow to change as needed and go with the flow yeah. um, and know that you're going to have, you know, some roadblocks and that you're just going to become stronger because of them. Right. Um, and I, I, I have a saying I, I, I use a lot because I tend to overcomplicate things and want everything to be so perfect. And I can tell you probably similar is uh, what would this look like if it were easy? What would this look like if it were easy? If it were easy, would I be doing X, Y, Z? Mm, probably not. I would probably hire that person to do it. You mm -hmm. know, maybe take a few more personal training sessions, stay, continue to make money as a personal trainer to fund as I build my cash-based practice on yeah. the side. And my personal training clientele is also going to feed into becoming, it's like, hey, I'm a physical therapist now. I'm a doctorate. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be certified in manual therapy or I am, you know, so... If I were you, I'd probably actually consider just continuing on as a personal trainer as you build your cash practice, and they're going to feed one another. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely, have thought <laughs> that kind of stuff. I feel like I don't know this, and this isn't quite so much the dirt, but I feel like um, for me, and and I feel like a lot of times when I have an issue, other people have an issue, but a lot of times it's oh, I'm not good at checking my email. I feel like I'm not adult enough a lot of the time. You know, I, I'm always studying for a test last minute. I'm never that person that's a, uh, uh, <clears throat> turning in the assignment five, five days early. And does that mean, if you're that type of person, that mean that it's probably not for you? You know, are the people that are the, the, the owners, the people that are, the, that are always doing it perfect? No, absolutely not. Right. There are plenty of very successful, you know, business people who fly by the seat of their pants. And I think, I think the key there is that those who recognize they do that, um, and that that could be a detriment in certain areas of their business oh, yeah. that they as quickly as possible, you know, have hire or, you know, or outsource certain things that maybe aren't their strongest suit. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. worry about that. Outsource. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> three to five months behind on emails all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get, you get back with the ones that are like most pressing, yeah. but even on like my website, I'm like on the contact form, I was like, basically I said like, I'm, I'm really not responding much anymore. I'm focusing on the practice. Yeah. There's a ton of content that probably answers your question. If you just take the time to search for it, you know, um, and refer people to other professionals and, and still people read that and email me. But 
Stop it. I want to do something. I want everyone that has, is listening or will listen to comment how many unread messages you have in your email. Throw up the inbox? Throw, throw up the, throw up the inbox red. number. I, I checked it earlier today. Dimir's got like 50. Dude, I bet Dimir's no, got two. You're right. Dimir, Dimir has nothing yeah. unread. Um, I, so, so, okay, so only unread. Okay. Unread. unread. I mean, uh, unread emails. Oh, yeah. Dimir's got zero. Dimir's so got a lot of mine are, are, are clicked as read, but they registered as read, but I have not read them or responded to them. I would guess I'm over 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at 180 this morning. The 180? Nice. Dimir says, what, 2,000? That's awesome. Well done. No. <laughs> Oh no, she doesn't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, okay. my girlfriend, she'll, she'll, because I get, I get upset about emails. She's like, I've got over a thousand. She'll say, I've got like a thousand unread emails. Jeez. And I don't know, I don't know. It, that's that's getting on a different. I do. I am curious to look at those numbers. What yeah. they have. Ben Fung, Greg Todd. What are what are your unread yeah, emails looking like there? Yeah, I'm excited about the day that I have a full time here in Austin executive assistant that um, you know, helps me with a lot of things but like the first order business is going to be like every day we sit down and we process emails together yeah. and just build mm-hmm. out the task lists and all the guidelines and just be like all right i'm checking email you know three times a week for 30 minutes at tops and they're doing the rest yeah uh, i'm excited about that and do you have a virtual assistant i do but they they're not for email processing i don't have anyone processing email now I have a part, you guys were emailing with Kate, Um, she's a part-time, I'm not her only client, she's a part-time assistant, when I'm out of, when I'm out of town, if we take a long trip, uh, more than a few days, then she'll process emails when I'm gone. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Everybody could use that. Something that uh, just, (laughs) something that just thought, okay, so I'm not, this is, and this is more for your general people, because I I do feel like I have a bit of a, a following already with some people but um I, I okay I'm, I've been practicing okay I've been I've been doing my thing and I'm gonna I really want to do my own cash base because I'm hating insurance I'm hating my boss I need to get clients I've got I've got three cousins that will come to me but that might be a little weird and they might refer <laughs> two people and then I also have my mom I could treat and I could <laughs> I could grab some money from her you for a while treat yeah, yeah be, listen to him <laughs> Like, like, and, and I know people like numbers, you know, like what are three places you're, you're just now starting off or you're trying to go, what are, are you going to races? Are you going to magazines? Are you going Facebook? You read about it. You talked about that. Facebook is not, that took me a while. It took me, I was way behind the time. Facebook is not teeny bopper. That's a, that's a big sales. Place. Where are you going to find me? Where am I going to, to find to find new clients? New clients as straight out of the gate. New patients. Brand new. Yeah. Um, okay. So I would say you said three things. Okay. Are you you asked for three 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 places? places. Okay. I'm gonna put a lot of. Well, you you know so the there's a lot of, of people who are all about the online stuff. I certainly am yeah. as well, but I'm not all about that. Yeah. I mean, you got to be good at that, and I, you got to have the other iron in the fire. I think I did a video on this the other day. Is yeah, two pronged approaches. The face-to-face relationship building, whether it's at events or you know just reaching out to like-minded professionals who might be referral sources or whatever, um, and on that side of things, I would say it would be wise to start out with choosing a niche. Now, 
not to say that you can't, you know, treat a variety of conditions or yeah. a variety of types yeah. of people, but it's not, it's, it will help to get a, a faster start, right, out of the gate yeah. if you can really dive deep into a very narrow niche, you yeah. know, so if it's just runners or just yeah. triathletes or, or just, you know, Pilates or just yeah. pelvic floor, whatever, you know, the person listening to this, whatever your passion is that you know a ton about, you can get great outcomes for, and then, um, and then you're going to be like, okay, what networking can I do in that niche? You know, are there events in that for that sport in my area? Are there meetup groups? Are you know, are there whatever you know that I? Are there other professionals that have big followings and that I can add an ancillary, complimentary service or you know something value added to to you know to to what they offer? Mm-hmm. Um, so just finding those those gatherings or those people. And starting to build those personal relationships and making sure you're following up. It's not just about meeting them once. It's about following up and, you know, every few months, hey, you know, let's get happy hour or, you know, swing by with a bottle of wine or, you know, send them a client and then follow up and be like, hey, let's get together to discuss that that patient. Or mm-hmm. you know, There's a lot of different ways, but having regular, uh, you know, regular meetings with people is how you're going to build a relationship to the point that they're really going to be producing business for you. Um, a lot of people go network and it's, and yeah, there's a whole section in the book on this, um, uh, is what you can get at bit.ly forward slash cash ducks, cash ducks, cash ducks. Is it ducks with an S or, or is it plural? I don't know now. Wait, hold on. Let me look. Uh-oh. Let me look. Let me look. Something Facebook. Thing. Cash duck. Cash, cash duck. duck. Single. Singular. 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 Okay. Sorry. So you can read. So I've got the whole section in there on networking, but the the fortunes in the follow up. It's not just about one touch. It's about multiple touches and really building that relationship. You're gonna get a lot of no's and people that ignore you, and that's fine. Just keep pushing forward and develop what you can with those who are interested and those who are like gonna be really key referral sources. And in those situations, you'll also get patients, like actual patients. So you might think, oh, I'm going to this thing, and there's gonna be a bunch of people that you know, have a similar clientele and all of a sudden it's like two of them want to come see you for treatment. Or maybe you're just like, Hey, why don't you come experience what I do? Um, I'd love to give you a complimentary uh, session. Yeah. You know, that's really important is actually to get them to experience what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've really tried to get people in that we meet at these events or face to face to come in and experience, experience the difference, you know, yeah. that, we, that we provide. And then on the online side, so that's one. And, and I, I feel like, uh, this is a good, like I've wondered, is the lead time on the face-to-face stuff longer than the online stuff? I feel like the lead time, when I say lead time, I mean like the time from when you start doing it to where you really start to see it pay off. Uh, I feel like the the lead time on the face-to-face, at least in my experience, this might not be across the board, but in my experience, when I'm really hustling and, and getting out and, and networking a bunch, I'm seeing results of that faster and sooner than when I'm committing to writing two blog posts a week or doing a Facebook Live every week or whatever. Like, it takes some time to build that audience to get people familiar enough with you that they're actually willing to come in as patients. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, in terms of, like, getting someone to come in and get a free session that might be a referral source, it's a lot. To me, it just kind of happens fast. Face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I really started with early on. And, like, kind of concurrently, I was trying to write some blog posts and, and put some videos on YouTube and that kind of thing. And the videos on YouTube have over time really produced, like I've done some, 
uh, and, and, and there's actually like a, a way to have a crossover between those two things. And so an example would be, I set up a, um, I set up a presentation to a group of personal trainers at a high level um, uh, country club here. And they had like, I don't know, 15 personal trainers. And um, I did this, I did this uh, kind of presentation to them on, on how to do a quick functional movement screen of your mm -hmm. new clients or your existing clients. And I think two of the trainers in, uh, in the, this was back before I gave, I gave free, you know, sessions. Now we're like, come on in, we'll do a session for free. It's fine. Then I was like, I was giving them a discount, but yeah, you're I had awesome. two that were like, yeah, I'll see you. And so that was like two paying customers. And then they each sent people over time, but we recorded it and put it on YouTube. We didn't just put the whole thing on YouTube. We slice it into like multiple, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Q and A sections and different questions. And so out of this one hour long, you know, um, effort, you know, between putting it together and 30 minutes of, of presenting, um, we got like 15 videos out of it. <clears throat> I don't know how many, probably over a hundred thousand views on YouTube right. so far. And other personal trainers in Austin who have seen them have sent patients blind, like not even meeting me in person, have just referred patients, uh, or come in themselves. Wow. And so, so literally that one presentation I, I would estimate has made, if not, uh, if not, um, you know, $20,000, at least 10 grand from that one wow. effort. And that's where the online stuff is so important, wherever you can record what you're going to do, you know, mm -hmm. in front of a crowd, um, and put it online, then it works for you over a long period of time. Stays there. So those are like the two big things I would do. I would like get in front of people, I would do presentations. To, to your niche audience or to people with your niche clientele yeah. um, and and record everything and just do a bunch of video, you know. Bunch of video. Yeah. yeah. And you're not scared to go to a place just by yourself, right? You can just you, you can just set up a tent. You're okay with that. What do you mean like go to a place by yourself? So I have the pleasure, if I'm going to go do a presentation, I've, I've got the <laughs> beauty to have Jared with me. Right? I feel like a lot of people would be intimidated to go out there and say, hey, it's just a Cap 10K race, right? Yeah. You've got a booth out there. Okay. Yeah. And it's just you sitting in front of that yeah, booth. Yeah. And it's just you, you know, yeah. hi, yeah. you know, giving awkward hellos to people. And, yeah. and, and do, you, do you bring your wife? Do you bring, do, right. do you bring the other people with you? What, what should, do you... So in terms of the, the events where you're going to have a booth, um, you, you really want to do certain things and make certain plans to um, capitalize on that because it's usually going to be not cheap to, yeah. have, to have your own booth. I've done, I've done, um, I've shared booths with others. Shared booths. And what we would always do with those, what we always have done is free injury assessments. Yeah. So we, anyone who's having pain or injury will we'll do a free, you know, 10 minute assessment. Okay. Yeah. This and this and that are going on. This is what's causing your pain. You're weak here. That's probably why this still hurts, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, if you want to come in for treatment, we can address all those things. Plus, we, we have the time to come in for a full session to really see if there's any other hidden landmines that, that might, you know, cause us to, to come back at some point or if you be re-injured. And so the, that's a great way to, to generate patience. But you also want to have, like, things for people to sign up for so that you can follow up with them. So classic face-to-face, -face, but lead generation in a face-to-face -face manner. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a you know, raffle giveaway. Maybe it's a raffle giveaway. You know, th that's, that's an interesting story. Um, we just, just a few weeks ago, we had a kickoff event. It was the second one we did for a running group that we sponsor here in town. And the first time we did it, and we've done this at a couple other events, 
we would have a a rap, we just call it a rap, we wouldn't give up tickets, but people would sign up, mm -hmm. you know, just basic contact information for a chance to win a free running analysis. You guys have seen that. Yeah, movie. very cool. Right? Yep. So, so we get like, you know, 30, 40 people in that event, like they're like, hey, you know, we're going to give one of these away for free um, and, you know, sign up and you will choose somebody. And what I did was I set up this, this marketing campaign where, you know, we give the one away for free to one person, but everyone else gets a series of emails over the course of that running uh, season that's kind of timed with how they're going to be ramping up because we know, mm, right? Yeah. And we know about when the wheels are going to start falling off. When yeah, they start doing their five or six mile runs, it's like that knee's going to start hurting. Whatever. Yeah. And then we're compelling them to come in for our free consultations or, hey, maybe it's time for that run, running assessment. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I'm freaking brilliant. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. okay, here they're going to be at six mile. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. yeah, this is going to be so good. Yeah. Gonna, this email is going to hit right at time. I mean, there is so many. So many customers from this. Yeah. Hell no. Right? <laughs> no, we. I would say, you know, that that series of emails after the fact probably was responsible for maybe like two or three other people coming in for a run analysis or something like that. And it was really the fact that we go out there almost every Saturday morning and we're there after their runs. That that's where we we're signing the most people up. But what we did this most recent time, as opposed to doing the giveaway, mm -hmm. was I said. Okay, you know, and we do this for this group. We do the running assessments for ninety nine dollars for that group. It's part of our sponsorship deal with them. Normally, it's it's the usual one sixty five for yeah. our session. So, what we did, what I said was, and just driving over there, I was like, that damn campaign, like it did not produce like I thought, right? Yeah. So instead, I said, I said, okay, um, you know, for you guys, all year long, we're your sponsors. We're here for you. Ninety nine dollars special across the board. For, for your uh, for your running for your running analysis, but we're doing a kickoff event special that if you sign up today on our clipboard over there, you're going to get your running analysis for fifty dollars. Okay, but you got to sign up today. It's part of this kickoff yep. event. We had twelve people sign up. Wow. You know, and and so far I think we've got most of them through, and I think two have one or two have become patients. So, yeah. so literally we made $600 right there. The sponsorship was only a thousand. And then a few people that have become patients, that's like basically the rest of the year is gravy. Yeah. You know, in terms of profit from that sponsorship. So um, you got to think about things that you can do in that way that are time limited and scarce. Kind of like the discount we have. Actually, oh. we haven't even mentioned that. All right, oh. So what's the discount? So if you if you go to the website that we've been giving the the bit.ly forward slash cash duck, and you decide to buy the the cash practice ebook in the checkout, there will be a coupon code little box, and if you put duck legs, D U C K L E G S. Yep, one word. Yep, it's twenty dollars off the book. It's a big discount off the book. And that's going to end on July 15th, mm -hmm. the time it's recorded. So this will, obviously live, it works right now. Yeah, let's um, put that in the comments. Yeah, and the, yeah, we forgot to put that in there. And then up till July 15th, and this will come out probably a week on your podcast, a week before. So people listening to this as a podcast will have about a week um, to take care of that, or to take advantage of that discount. Mm -hmm. So duck legs. One word in the coupon box. Coupon code. Yeah. So you got to think about things like that. How can you get creative? How can you add like a time limited component to it? 
Um, if you want to give stuff away, great. If you want to give things at a discount, fine. Um, but you know, uh, you you want to have a number of those kind of irons in the fire for any one event. You definitely don't want to just show up with a with a logo on your sign on your booth and expect people to come up. Yeah. Like we, you know, we put like. Um, yoga mats and foam rollers in mm -hmm. front of our booth, you know, so these runners will come back from their run at this event and it's like, oh, foam roller, you know? Very and then, and then it's like, oh, your calf bothering you? You know, <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. It's like, how can I get people to start talking to me? How can I get them to give me their uh, contact information so I can follow up with them yeah. via phone and email? Um, what can I get, how can I get people to sign up for my services today? You know, mm -hmm. or a free consultation today, yeah. You know, yeah, something like that. So, all those kind of things. You you have a number of those uh, ways of capturing leads and signing people up for something the day of, and those events can be really profitable. So, so and going by yourself is fine. You you got <laughs> you got the personality for it. Now, yeah. I will say, if you can bring others, it's better because. I mean, when you've got when you're taught, you don't want to be like if two people come up at once, sure. you don't want to have split. So I would definitely suggest now. You know, Ben and I or more are always there. If Ben couldn't make it to something like that, I would definitely have my wife. She's gorgeous, so people will come up. Hello. Yeah, people will come up uh, for for that reason alone. But but yeah, having other people with you is better for that reason. But it doesn't mean you can't go out and give a presentation by yourself. And right. Notes: Bring a gorgeous wife there you to go. screening assessment. Second note, get a gorgeous wife. Get yeah, yeah. a gorgeous wife. You're not married, right? No, no. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> She's just looking for rings. So that yeah, was, yeah, that was. no rings, rings. Yeah. On that note, we do, we do have to wrap it up because uh, you got you got important business that's to attend true. to. It's stuff yeah. that's much more important than hanging out with us. Um, do we need to wrap up with anything? Where can they find you, right? Or do we want to? We got. How much time do we have? We're good. If you've got another right. question, I'm good. I yeah. want to break this. This is dirty, yeah. man. This I know. I need the dirt. All right. We got a we got a two part. We got a two part for sure. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, awesome. no, no. Oh yeah. All right. I'm a student. Graduate in one year. I ideally, in theory, if I want to open up a practice, we already talked about this upon graduation. I need to say have saved up between three to six months of living expenses. Yeah, I would. I would err on the side of six months. Yeah. Yeah. More than six months. Yeah. All right. If you can. If you can have more than six months, and and I would say you know unless you unless you really have a niche where you need like a space that you might consider starting with the low overhead model and just doing a booth rental or seeing people at their homes or whatever, mm -hmm. if that fits the type of treatment that you that you do, you know you might really be hardcore in the therapeutic exercise, and then you might look at okay, well can I rent a room out of a gym, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, that's all that's that's generally a great option I've seen a lot of people have a lot of success um, especially as solo practitioners by just getting something a, a little treatment room attached to a gym a lot of gyms have those mm -hmm. yeah and when we're talking low overhead for you what is can you I know it's gonna depend but is there a number that you're looking at like my overhead was uh, $200 if I count the table I already had right $200 for a massage table um, there, uh, maybe $50 for enough like TheraBand and lacrosse balls and stuff that I, you know, have patients use for their home program. Mm -hmm. um, and gas money. Gas money. Mm -hmm. 
and that's, you got that's pencil, how it started. pencil and paper. For and yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, okay, let me, let me, there's also some other startup costs. You, you have to have liability insurance. You got to mm -hmm. get that set up. You should have, you should have at least a placeholder website, you know, and you can, if you were just, if you weren't going to outsource and you just wanted to go, okay, I'm just going to set up a simple Weebly, you know, yeah. do it yourself thing. Mm -hmm. Just have that. What is that going to be? 15 bucks a month or whatever. Free right now. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Paid. So you can go really, really low overhead on pretty much every component. Um, and then once you get the ball rolling, then maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to get the attorney to look at my legal zoom paperwork, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what I did. I mean, I, I started with the legal zoom deal. And then once I got the ball rolling, I got an attorney to transition me and, and you know, kind of tidy things up. And I did it in trade. Actually, I treated him. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I did a few sessions of treatment to do my paperwork and get me all set up. That's awesome. Super cool. So yeah, consider barter as well. Yeah. If you're going to do barter, <laughs> Make sure that you both charge your normal rate, or if you have a standard discount that you both apply and track it very carefully. I did a barter with, with my mechanic, and he didn't track things very carefully, and it, it wasn't a bad situation. It's just like, it just isn't clear. You gotta make sure it's really clear, like this is what I charge, this is what you charge, we're gonna track it, we're gonna you know keep the tally correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. Important. But that's a nice way, like you could, you know, if you're out like at an event and you, you meet some web designers that are cool and, you know, ask them if they've got anything hurting them. Yeah. Hey man, how about I fix your neck and, you know, since you're sitting at a computer all day and you fix my website, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a, you, you get, get creative. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I forget about barter being a thing. Yeah. And that's not like illegal or anything, right? Uh, you, it, by, uh, it, since, since the IRS might be watching us, um, yeah, by tax law, as far as I understand it, you are supposed to uh, report the value of what you've received in in uh, exchange for your services, as if it, it is cash. So ultimately, yeah, they want to tax you on that. Yeah. Um, do people report barter stuff? Maybe, maybe not. I yeah. Don't so they don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I know. I certainly that. did. Yeah. I did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and just to keep wrapping it up. Yeah, make sure we have that cloud and clear yes. that we did report everything that needs to be reported. Are there any final questions up there? Actually, I don't want to interrupt you, so let's we'll finish on on that. Are you? Yeah, I think we're winding down on there. Okay, too. this is from the goods. Um, you didn't start making or breaking even. How long did it take? You said a, a year to two. No, breaking even like I making more money than or as mm -hmm. much money as I was spending. Yeah, or you week one or two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, because I, I basically when I started my practice, I had left my former employment and I didn't know I was going to start my practice actually when I left. Um, but I, this is kind of an interesting story. So f I think I mentioned to you guys before that I had a year between kind of working in clinics where I was a private physical therapist for a really wealthy couple. I tell you that. Uh -uh, no. Yeah, yeah. So we, I like they were constantly traveling. So I just traveled. Oh wow. Yeah, and so then, so after that is when I worked for this cash practice for a little over a year, and then um, for various reasons had to leave, and I but I didn't leave thinking I'm going to start my own practice. It wasn't like that. It was I left and I was like, hmm, not sure what I'm going to do. But I reached out to that couple and I was like, hey, you guys you know, want me to come hang and, you know, do some treatment for a few weeks or a month or something. And so while I was gone, I was having people trying to find me 
um, my former employer was not really giving my information out. So some had like found me through LinkedIn and mm -hmm. one found me through Twitter. And I was like, wow, people are like seeking me yeah, out. Yeah. So I had, so when I came back, I decided I'm going to start this and see what happens. And, um, and I immediately had like, you know, two or three clients that first week. So because I was literally driving to their house with a, with a, um, with a, uh, massage table that I already owned, <laughs> I was literally profitable right away. Right. Okay. So. And these, this is the home health. Kind of yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. So it wouldn't have been necessarily the, well, I mean, in a booth rental too, because if I was charging, I think I was paying $20 per hour that I used it, but I was charging 120. So, you know, before other overhead expenses were taken out and taxes, I was, you know, I had a hundred dollars in revenue mm -hmm. per patient. So that too was very quickly, you know, a profitable scenario. Yeah. I think one of the final questions to get you out of here, I think the biggest fear, whether rational or irrational, is the student loan thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you have too. I still, I still have student loans, 12 years out. And how did, how did you, because upon graduation, were you thinking, I'm going to start, I'm going to do my own thing? Um, I figured eventually I'd probably have my own practice, but my focus out of graduation was what I told you guys. I was like, I know I'm gonna be in Austin. Who has the most letters behind their name? Yeah. And I found that person, his name's Mark Strickland. And um, and he took me under his wing and called me his Jedi apprentice and mm -hmm. whatever. And he really was the mentor I was looking for. And, and, he's, and he's still a mentor. Mm -hmm. um, I reach out to him now and again for advice on different stuff and referrals and whatnot. Um, and so that was my focus. And I, but I did, I mean, I didn't go into it thinking I'm going to do this for two years and then I'm definitely going to start my own thing. But I always had like an entrepreneurial bug, you know, ever since I was little, I was selling stuff and, you know, lemonade stands on the side of the yeah. golf course and stuff like Car that. Car lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cash-based lemonade. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. And, and so that fear didn't bother you of having got loans over my head. How am I going to, yeah. am I going to have enough people um, to see? Am I going to make enough? So. If you were starting straight out of the box and you, and you knew you're, you, you were going to have to pay in like a minimum of $500 a month in student loans or more. Mm. I mean, you, you got to factor that in. That yeah. goes back to your, your living expense. Kind of thing, oh you know? yeah. And so yeah. what you might have to do is say, you know what I've got, I'm, I hate it, but I'm going to take the 30 year payoff plan until things get rolling mm -hmm. and then I'll do the 20 year and then I'll get the 10 year going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could have just, you know, I could have paid my student loans off right now or by now I had, I came out with a hundred grand in debt. That was 12 years ago. Um, I could have easily paid it off, but I decided to invest in real estate instead. Mm. Yeah, and then I just took an equity. Uh, I took some equity out of one of our one of our houses, and put thirty grand against my student loans in one big chunk just recently. So, it if you look at like how much are you paying in interest on your student loans, but then you have a scenario you can't ever know for sure but if you have a scenario where you're likely you could easily make eight plus percent and you're only paying three and a half on your student loans some would say take at least some money and yeah. put it into that investment yeah you know and then you can pay off bigger chunks down the road mm -hmm. so, but but because I took that route I'm still paying them off mm. that's a whole another but 20 of... years from now when those homes are all paid off completely and we've got renters, you know, sending us thousands a month. Yeah. I'll be like, student loans, what? Yeah. Like, wow. You know, yeah. I'm so glad I went that route, even though I still have to pay 
pay them off yeah. every month. You know, you got the long term, yeah. long game yeah. in mind. Think long game, my friend. Dr. Carter with the long game. <laughs> Cash pay right. lemonade and long game. Cash pay lemonade, <laughs> surfing and lemonade. Greg ties back on. Peyton says, thanks for the podcast, guys. Awesome stuff. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, guys. guys. Thank thank you. This was really good. Tell them one more time where they can get the book from you guys. Yeah. And the coupon. I still don't have the URL. It's so, bit.ly. Bit.ly. L-Y. slash. Forward slash. It's Cash Duck. Cash Duck. Cash Duck, singular. And there's a $20 off coupon code. Duck Legs. Duck Legs. That's plural. That is plural. <laughs> That's plural. We should have thought about that. <laughs> it's a one word, yeah. uh, case sensitive, not case sensitive. You'll get, you'll get $20 off of the yeah. amazing. Until July 15th. Until July, Until July 15th. 15th. So get, it, get it in yeah. while you can get it in. Get it in yeah. while you can get it in. And if you somehow end up on the, our website, you can follow that as yeah, well. Yeah, which always, is right. ducklegs.weebly.com. Or is it Weebly.com? I think it's Weebly.com. No, is it? No. I think so. If if you Google those words. Yeah, if you Google Weebly. We got to get him out of here. Yeah, we got to get him out of here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely.